Welcome to Fresh Catholic, a podcast for those who are converting, reverting, or simply want a fresh perspective of the Catholic faith to help them to open their hearts and minds to become closer to the love and goodness of Christ. My daily prayer is that I will be a bright light to others, to be filled with the love and light of Christ, so that when people look at me, they see Him radiating out from me for His glory. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Balderas, and I'm so happy you're here. I have just some fresh Catholic news. I will be speaking at the Friday night live event for the Young Adult Ministry on Friday, April 28th at 7 o'clock at Our Lady of the Assumption Church in Ventura. Yay! I'm so excited they invited me. There will be music and adoration as well as me talking. Please come and see me and bring your friends and family. It's an open event. So if you come afterward, come up and introduce yourself, and I would love to meet you. So I hope you can come to that. I'm really excited. Also, I have a new YouTube channel. So my husband designed a beautiful new YouTube channel for me. Please follow me on Instagram and YouTube at Fresh Catholic. And then if you want to follow me on Facebook, it's Fresh Catholic. I have been putting little 30-second videos on social media, and also those 30-second videos will be going on the YouTube channel. And I would appreciate it if you will listen, like, subscribe, and share on um, social media and YouTube. So today we're going to talk about miracles. I love miracles. Have you ever experienced a miracle? Do you think you would like to? I know I have, so I think it's kind of a cool subject, kind of like angels. I thought angels was such a wonderful subject, and this reminds me a lot of that. So I know people like to tell stories about angels, and that's one reason I wanted to do this also, is to encourage you to reach out to me if you have angel stories and miracle stories. Um, You can reach me at lori at freshcatholic.com, and I would like to do other episodes about those. So um, these are just the beginning. Anyway, it's kind of interesting because when I was preparing for this podcast, I had someone who I've been praying for, who I've been praying for a miracle for a long time now, and I know she and her husband have been praying for a miracle as well, so I thought it was very uh, perfect that in the middle of the night when I was preparing this um, for this week... Um, I got a text from my friend Katie, who is one of my um, brides that I had, and she has been trying to get pregnant and have a baby, and they've had many losses along the way, and so she texted me in the middle of the night and said that she was in the hospital having her miracle baby, so I just thought that was amazing because... Um, I know they've been praying, and sure enough, God brought this miracle baby to them, so I'm so happy about that. I just thought the timing was perfect. I have personal miracle stories that I'll be talking about, but first I would like to talk about the miracles in the Bible. 
So first of all, the definition of a miracle, according to Wikipedia, is an event that is inexplicable by nature or scientific laws and accordingly gets attributed to some supernatural cause. The word miracle is usually used to describe any beneficial event that is physically impossible or impossible to confirm by nature. The Catholic Church believes miracles are works of God, either directly or through the prayers and intercession of a specific saint or saints. There is usually a specific purpose connected to a miracle. For example, the conversion of a person or persons to the Catholic faith or the construction of a church desired by God. So Jesus performed 37 miracles. I think there was probably more than that, but that's what was documented. Five had to do with food or drink, such as the wedding at Cana, where he turned water into wine. Another one was twice when Simon Peter was fishing with no success. Suddenly, there were more fish than Simon Peter could handle. When Jesus fed the 5,000, and also when he fed the 4,000, when he miraculously turned these small amounts of bread and fish into enough to feed the 5,000 and the 4,000. Five miracles had to do with casting out demons, such as driving out demons in a man in Capernaum, healing a Gentile woman's demon-possessed daughter, healing a boy with an unclean spirit. He healed a blind, mute demoniac. He also cast demons out of two other demoniacs and sent the demons into a herd of swine, and then they rushed down a steep hill into the sea where they were drowned. Four miracles had to do with nature, such as when Jesus calmed the storm at sea. What sort of man is this whom even the winds and sea obey? When Jesus walked on water. He asked Peter to come to him and not be afraid, but he started walking on the water, and Peter suddenly became scared and doubted and started to sink. And Jesus said, O you of little faith, when there was the finding of the coin inside of a fish's mouth for the temple tax was another miracle. And even the withering fig tree, a hangry Jesus, when finding no fruit on a fig tree, immediately made it wither to bear no fruit. Twenty miracles had to do with healing, such as men, women, and children who were sick, crippled, paralyzed, bleeding, deaf, blind, mute, and suffering from leprosy. He quickly and miraculously healed them from sometimes years and years of suffering. Three other Miracles had to do with raising people from the dead, such as Jesus raising a widow's son, raising Jairus' daughter, and of course his friend Lazarus, who had been dead for four days. Jesus was the ultimate miracle man. But according to Matthew, Jesus called his twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. So these are what I decided to 
let you know about what was in the Bible. I didn't want to take the time today to talk about miracles relating to saints or miracles relating to what the apostles did. Um, I mainly wanted to just touch on what Jesus's miracles were. I also would like to say the stories about the miracles that have happened in my life. So here's a few. I've spoken about this in another podcast, but when I was married before, I got pregnant with my oldest son, Taylor, when I wasn't married yet. I wasn't Catholic. Um, I had a whole different life back then. The miracle was that I had been told prior to um, being together with my then husband that I wasn't going to be able to have children. And this news at age whatever I was, 21, 22, was very devastating to me because I had always wanted to be a mother. When I was married the first time and that marriage ended due to the fact that my ex-husband was a drug addict and didn't want to give up his drugs in order for us to have a healthy child, that marriage ended. And when I was told I couldn't become pregnant, I didn't know what to think about that. I was very saddened and devastated by that. Um, I consequently got together with my soon-to-be second husband, and I quickly got pregnant. To me, it was a miracle because I was told I couldn't have a baby. And here I got pregnant quite quickly. And I think that's why when people weren't super happy that I got pregnant, I was very beyond thrilled because to me, it was a miracle. There was no explanation for why it went from me not being able to have children to immediately getting pregnant. I didn't even think I wanted to analyze it or (laughs) dissect it because I was just so thrilled. So, you know, to me, when something isn't explained by a medical reason or scientific reason, um, it's from God and it's a miracle. And even though I wasn't even Christian back then, God was already watching out for me and already knew where my heart was and that I was meant to have a child. So I just think it's especially amazing because I wasn't even really praying um, or anything back then. So that's one miracle. Of course, my accident, if you haven't heard that episode, if you haven't heard that episode by now, come on, people, go listen to the accident episode. (laughs) Um, Anyway, that accident brought about a lot of miracles. The fact that I'm here talking to you today is certainly a miracle. The fact my oldest son, Taylor, who was in the car with me, he's still alive. That's a miracle. Of course, that my baby daughter, who I was pregnant with in the accident, that she's alive and a mother of five and thriving is a miracle. Right after the accident, she was known as the trauma baby. But Soon after, she was known as the miracle baby because she made it. She was healthy and strong, even though her situation being born in the way she was, she was certainly a miracle. I know a few months after the accident, we went back to Modesto where she and I had been in the hospital and she was just having a checkup and we walked in and 
these people were in the doctor's office and they were kind of cooing over her. And somebody said, oh, what's this baby's name? And I said, oh, this is Kaylee. And they said, oh, is this the miracle baby? And I was just like, do you know about her? I mean, you have to remember, we didn't live in Modesto. We lived two hours away. And these people had heard about her. So she was the miracle baby. So I believe we, the three of us, were meant to be wiped out that day. I think Satan had it out for us, and he was trying to wipe us out. And God created a miracle. I mean, I was dying that day in the helicopter going to the trauma center, and I didn't die. And neither did my children. So, haha, Satan. God won that miracle. So, I love that story. I have a story about my husband's aunt that <laughs> I love this story too. So, my husband had an aunt named Alice. And I had never met Alice. And he, my husband, phoned me one day and said that Alice was in the hospital. And she wasn't doing very well, and he was going to go visit her, and he wanted me to come. And I said, okay, well, I don't know her, and I feel like this is kind of a personal moment that, you know, she's really struggling. And he said, no, I would like you to come. So I went to the hospital and walked in, and some family members were there. And apparently, um, my husband's mother had tried to get a priest to come and do the blessing of the sick and possibly her last rites. We weren't quite sure what what was going to happen, and they couldn't get a priest to come. And so it just so happens (laughs) that I have the priest's cell phone number since I work at the church, and so I texted one of our priests at Our Lady of the Assumption Church, and he came straight away with the holy oils and Alice was not doing very well. She was not doing well at all. And so Father Joe did the blessing of the sick. He asked me to help him and assist him by holding the oils and everything. It was very sad because I thought, wow, I never even got to meet this lady. And here I am for this very important moment of her life, possibly the end of her life. And I just felt I don't know how to describe it. I I felt honored to be there, and I felt really happy that I could help by getting the priest there because I thought that was really important. We left after that, and I personally thought that was the last moments of her life. And the next day, I was at church, and I get a text from my husband, and he sends me this photo of Alice, and she's smiling and sitting, you know, hair done, lipstick on and and I was thinking oh this is probably the photo like that's going to be you know for her funeral and and I said oh that's such a nice photo and he said no that's this morning that's her today and I said what I said she's up and smiling and alive and lipstick and he said yeah it's a, it's a miracle so I just love that story and she actually lived for quite a while after that, I want to say at least over a year. And so I would go visit her, oh, like two or three times a week and take her communion. I just felt so excited that here I didn't know her. I thought she was dying. And then I ended up getting to have a relationship with her afterwards. So I just thought that was a nice miracle. 
story. So God bless you, Alice. I know you're in heaven. Um, probably my biggest miracle story, and I'm going to cry. <laughs> Just even, oh, I'm going to try real hard to get through this. It is a miracle story. So in a previous episode, um, I've talked about my oldest son, Taylor. He's always struggled with issues and problems related to our accident and other issues with drug and alcohol addiction. He was misdiagnosed when he was 14 and finally diagnosed when he was 17 um, that he was severe bipolar 1 which is very serious, and he he's just really always struggled. His father, my ex-husband, and I were told when he was a teenager that his future was very bleak, and this is not something I wanted to hear. Um, this is not something you want to hear about your child and somebody you love very much. We were told that he either would die at an early age or spend his life in prison. That's not what I wanted to hear. When the phone would ring, I would think it was somebody calling me about bad news. I ended up hating the sound of the phone ringing um, it, or somebody knocking on the door. I hated when people would knock on my door because I thought it was the police coming to tell me that he was dead or something else terrible. This is kind of just how years and years of my life as a mother to my son had been and just dreading you know, a phone call or a knock on the door. I, I didn't know. I didn't think he was going to make it uh, for very long. And then some things started turning around, and he has a beautiful person in his life, Chloe, his wife. They have just been together for a very long time, and things kind of started slowly getting better. And I still was not at ease. I still wasn't feeling good. I still you know, was never feeling comfortable. I was always still waiting for that phone call. Um, I couldn't relax. I couldn't feel peace. And he and Chloe got an opportunity to move out of state. And at first, I didn't want that because I didn't want to be away from him. And I wanted to be able to be close by if something happened. But ever since they moved, and I pray for Taylor I've prayed incessantly for Taylor. I now know how St. Monica feels because she would pray incessantly for her child. I think God really has listened to my deep prayers for Taylor. So they moved. Everything really started turning around. They had a little boy, and Taylor had never really wanted to be a parent. He was afraid to be a parent because he didn't know if something would be passed on hereditary. He didn't know if he could handle being a parent. And yet they had my grandson, Andrew, who's named after my dad. Everything really started turning for Taylor. And that child and Chloe saved his life. Absolutely. And Taylor has turned out to be an amazing parent, as is Chloe. Since then, they've had another baby, Juniper Ann, Taylor's life has just taken this complete turn, and he has a job. He has a nice place to live. He has a beautiful family, has a really good job. Every time Chloe sends me photos or videos of Taylor with these children or any photos where he's just smiling and looking happy, I just sob 
my eyes out. <laughs> it's a miracle. They came to visit last summer, and I hadn't seen them in two years, and I hadn't seen him really interacting with his children before, and watching him as a father in such a loving, kind, patient father, just, I can't express enough that that's absolutely the biggest miracle of my life, is to see my child who was so struggling, so drowning, with no hope. That's a devastating thing for not just me, but for him, for our whole family. And the fact that God has just made this miracle of bringing these children into his life, they've completely turned his life around. And God is what did that. And God brought Chloe to him. And God provided that situation for him to move. And God provided those beautiful children to give him purpose and to make him feel needed and necessary. And it's just beautiful. Keep sending those videos to me, Chloe, because <laughs> it's a miracle. I think God gives us miracles to show us that he's here. Um, he's with us. He's present. He's listening to us. I'll have days where I'm feeling just like super low or desperate or hopeless and just kind of wondering like, how am I going to find my way through this? Like, how am I going to get out of this dark tunnel? I'm kind of out of options. And I'm thinking there's, you know, no way out. And I know sometimes when I'm praying for other people, I think, gosh, you know, I, I really hope that they find their way out of this, you know. And then I just kind of feel like God waits. Obviously, he has the best timing. And he waits for just the right moment. And then bam, you know, <laughs> bam, miracles. Um, I think it just can happen in an instant. I mean, I've had that happen where I'm just like literally about to go off the cliff and then all of a sudden a miracle happens and God, you know, scoops me up. And I don't know about you, but when a miracle happens, there's honestly nothing better. That feeling, there's nothing better. You know it's from God. You know that's not something that a person did or something that's just, you know, out of the blue, it's God. God has, you know, provided a miracle for you. And one of my very favorite quotes of Jesus is when he said, says, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And isn't that the truth? So I also feel there was another miracle that I experienced that was after my car accident and I was still healing, and I wasn't doing super great, and I got pregnant with my third child, Cody, and I didn't think I was going to be able to have more children, and certainly I didn't think I would be able to do it, you know, naturally. Um, if you listen to my aftermath episode, I explain more about that. Uh, it was just very tricky that I was going to have another baby after all my body had been through, and, and yet God decided that he would give me another another baby, another miracle, and another beautiful baby. And God knew that having Cody would heal me mentally and emotionally in so many ways. Um, nothing else would have fixed all the painful feelings that I had surrounding the birth of my daughter Kaylee in the accident. Um, missing her birth in the first nine days of her life was really, you know, something I can never get back. And so to me, him giving me the miracle of Cody um, 
was another, just another miracle, and I'm so grateful. I think God sends us miracles and makes miracles happen because we, again, this is my own take. I am not a theologian, everybody. I'm not an expert. My take is that everybody, I've said this in the angel episode, everybody's so cynical and everybody's so negative about everything. Prove it. Prove it. That didn't happen. Prove it. I don't believe you. I think if God didn't show us miracles, we wouldn't have, I think he's saying, fine, I'll prove it. Here, let me show you something. I love it when it's things that somebody goes, well, I can't explain it. So it's a miracle. I think it's a beautiful word. It shouldn't be such a dirty word. You know, it's a beautiful word. And I think that's what God's trying to do is, obviously, people have been cynical for all time because, you know, even back when Jesus walked the earth, everybody was cynical. And so he's like, fine, I'll show you what I can do. I mean, the ultimate miracle is, you know, his resurrection, where it's like nobody thought that was going to happen. Even afterward, when he showed himself to his apostles, Thomas was like, well, I won't believe it till I can put my finger in in the holes in his hands, you know. And so Jesus is like, fine, put, put your finger in my side, you know. I think it's like God tries to give us other subtle ways of showing things, but we don't believe it. So, you know, he, he sends a miracle. And there's so many miracles out there. I love to hear miracle stories because I believe them. So I want to hear them. So please tell me. Because I think they're great. And I think be more open to miracles. Be more open to angels. Be more open to the positive things in life. You know, don't be like a two-year-old. Why, why, why? Just say thank you, thank you, thank you. So thank you for listening today. Please spread the word. Um, I'm getting more and more followers. Um, I'm having more people inquire about events. So I'm excited about that. And so thank you, everybody. And I'm really excited for everything that's coming up. Next week's episode will be on priorities. So I hope you tune in and listen to that. So I really appreciate you coming. Thank you for listening today. And thank you. Love you. Bye. Thank you for joining me today. Now go out and be a bright light in someone's life. And remember, be focused, be faithful, and be fresh. Fresh Catholic is recorded at Wonder Mouse Studios at the Castle at Pierpont in Ventura, California. My producer and engineer is Sarah Aspel, and she could be yours too. Our podcast studio is available for rent. You can reach us at wondermouse.us or freshcatholic.com.